Sometimes, if you listen really hard, you can almost hear it. Our first ever instant star is... Jared, girl, you're the real thing. That moment in your life changes. It's about a girl who is just about to fly off and uh, see the world. Forever. Jude Harris! Hello and welcome to The Breakdown, an Instant Star Rewatch podcast. We are back for season two and as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Sam. And I'm here with the wonderful, beautiful Chloe. And today, we are recapping episode 201, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, part one. We're both so excited. You can't see it, but we are. Yes. And I apologize. I know like a month and a half ago, two months ago, I said we would be back in two weeks. And that has not happened, obviously. Crazy health issues and just busy, busy, busy. I'm sorry for that premature announcement. The original plan was to be back in two weeks from then. It was. And I'm still in the past from when I broke my foot back in May. So Sam Sam has been through the wars. (laughs) If that gives you any indication of how my summer has been, I am still in the cast. (laughs) Yes. And I went home to the UK for the first time in three years. And then I was super jet lagged. And yeah, basically haven't stopped since. So, but we're back. Yes. I also just wanted to thank everyone who listened to our interview with Stephen Stone. It was our highest listened to episode, highest rated episode, I guess you would say. I love him. He absolutely loved talking to him. So, okay, let's get into season two. I'd like to first ask you, like, let's put our pretend we haven't watched this hat on what do you think at the way season one ended how would you think season two would be if you hadn't seen it yet like what do you think would happen just roughly um Because I feel like everything that does end up happening, I wouldn't have seen coming, even in episode one. Yeah, I mean, the only things that I think would have happened that does end up happening is I think Jude and Jamie kind of start something. Um, yeah, but on the other side of the hand, she also just spent what three months under tour bus with three of the guys, yep. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, like, oh, who she hook up with, I'm saying that's a lot for anybody at any age, yeah. I mean, she's gonna. I think at some point she's going to get closer to speed in them. 
just because for three months it was just them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I feel like this episode, it just, it turns the whole of season one on its head, I think, like, Mm-hmm. I I feel like I was watching it with fresh eyes, and I know we literally say that every time we do a recap. Yes, I really was, and I was like, "Whoa, this episode is insane!" Because yeah, it's just like a different. It feels like a different TV show in every aspect. It does, and like so much has happened. Like so much happens that we don't see. Yep, and we come back into it. And it's just like. In a sense, our minds are kind of like Jews, but like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I think it's like, it's like Instant Star on steroids. It's just taken everything up another level. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. So this is No Sleep Till Brooklyn Part 1, original air date, February 10th, 2006. The synopsis is... Back from tour, Jude returns home to a very different G major. Meanwhile, Tommy is exhausted from G major drama and has no time for Sadie, who has just returned from Europe. Pretty much sums up the episode. Mm -hmm. Mine says, back from her summer touring with a band SME, Jude comes home to a very different G major, now on Badarius. The fur flies when Jude doesn't play by his wars, and boy, is she in trouble. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, the episode starts by taking us right into the heart of Jude's summer tour. I love this montage. Like, it's just... Yes! It makes everyone just want to go on tour with a band. Um, Yes. And we see her on tour, interacting with SME... And just, I feel like this really set the tone for the new season. Mm. And then she returns from her tour and she's, she's like high on the feeling of this success. But we immediately realize that she's running on 24 hours of no sleep. And she's greeted by Jamie, who also has like a whole new image. He's lost the glasses. He's dressed completely differently. Uh, he looks good for someone who yes. isn't a I mean, and that's the thing. I can't deny that the kid looks good, but I'm like, nah, you're you. <laughs> yeah. And then Tommy's there as well, and he looks equally as good. And yes. it's immediately established that even though she's missed her boyfriend, Jamie, the chemistry she has with Tommy is still completely unbeatable. Like they mm. go in it kind of awkward handshake and it just goes completely wrong and there's still so many feelings there. So many feelings. And it doesn't it doesn't get past Jamie either, who completely notices that she still has chemistry with Tommy. Mm. And Jude is so excited to show Tommy all of her new music that she's been writing. But he wants her to just go home first and rest. But he warns her that there's some G major drama. And then we go into the new opening credits. Like, these credits, again, it's just a whole new show. Yes. And I feel like 
it's just the whole first episode is such a roller coaster, but it just adds to the new tone of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to Jude's house and she's chilling at home after her mum makes J-shaped pancakes. <laughs> and we learn that Jamie is still SME's manager after their tour. And all Jude wants to do is sleep, but Jude's mum reminds her she has to go to G Major for a meeting. And we also see that her parents haven't changed. They're still arguing at every opportunity, even Mm -hmm. after that family dinner at the end of season one. So Jude reluctantly heads to G Major and she walks in and the whole place has completely changed. It's just got this massive makeover. So... She looks a bit weirded out and she goes to talk to Georgia and instead discovers that Darius has taken over the label. And he also has a new right-hand man, Liam, and Jude just immediately doesn't hit it off with Liam. She's completely taken aback and Darius then tells her that he has big plans for the label, which begins with this yacht party where he wants Jude to perform a cover of Stupid Girl. Like, let's take a pause for a second. (laughs) What did you think about, like, Georgia just being goth? That, see, what still gets me about that is if Georgia's gone, what happened to EJ? Because EJ was supposedly on tour with her. Yeah. Yeah, and it's in my it's in the what the fuck moments about to discuss that because if you're part of a label, well, we'll discuss it later. But yeah, I was like, how did you not know to begin with? Yes, but I think it's cool that she gets to cover "Stupid Girl." I mean, I I love that original song. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think her reaction to doing a cover is particularly mature. No. <laughs> Uh, Then we go to Sadie, who has returned from her Europe trip. And she comes home to find herself locked out. So she goes to G Major, and Tommy, her boyfriend, has literally no time for her. He's super busy recording a song for Mason, who is also a new character. And he's planning for the yacht party. To make matters worse... Tommy accidentally thinks that Sadie is the new receptionist, Lisa, which doesn't help Sadie's feelings at all. And I think it also sets the tone for what comes later in season two with Tommy's kind of Mm -hmm. boy toy ways. Uh, Tommy manages to kind of smooth it over with Sadie until new character number three, Portia, walks in. And we all remember Portia from season one, episode two. She's Tommy's ex-wife and Darius's sister. So within like a few minutes of season one, season two, we have three new characters. Yes. Liam, Mason, Portia. Yes. And technically Lisa, but we never meet her, so. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be a good thing we haven't met her yet. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, already, like, it's just, there's so much happening. It's a lot. 
It's a lot. Uh, then we go to Jude, who's rehearsing her stupid girl cover. She's also had 30 hours of no sleep at this point. Jamie arrives and he's annoyed that SME have booked the yacht party without his managerial approval. And then he's even more unhappy to realise that Jude has to perform a cover. And so begins Jamie's encouragement for her to sing one of her own songs instead. So many thoughts. Oh, Jamie. This episode should be called Teenagers Shouldn't Make Decisions About Music. Ever. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) But Jude seems incredibly pleased that Jamie's on her side, so they agree to help each other stand up for their rights together. I mean, that's never going to end well, is it? No. And then Jude walks into a press conference that's happening for a new season of the Instant Star competition, and we learn that Mason is one of the three finalists. Jude feels like she's getting replaced and starts panicking. And at this time, she's been awake for 33 hours. Uh, She goes running to Tommy for help, and he gives her the advice to just keep doing what she's doing, stay the course, and he reminds her that he's looking out for both of them. But Jude doesn't seem particularly confident. Uh, I love how this scene in the in the street was shot. Like I, I feel like we've never had an outside the studios shot before. I just thought mm-hmm. it was really And again, it added to the new tone of the season. Yeah, like I love that scene. That is forever one of my all-time like favorite drama scenes. Yeah, and he's eating like the licorice or whatever. The licorice. <laughs> She's like doing it alone in the alley. First line of addiction. Yes. And then we go back to the real world, and Sadie is feeling sorry for herself, and she's sitting at this cafe, and she has this weird but wonderful dream or fantasy, I'm not sure which one, <laughs> of Tommy sweeping her off her feet while Jude just angrily watches on. And I just thought this random dream fantasy sequence was really random, but really creative at the same time. Yeah. And I also think it kind of sets the tone for the minis that we get in season three and four. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a mini-mini before they became a thing. Mm-hmm. And then Quest arrived and breaks Sadie's fantasy up, but gives her some really good advice about just letting Tommy have his space because he's really stressed out at the moment. So Quest invites her to the yacht party, but only on the condition that she gives Tommy his space. Again, part two of That's Never Gonna End Well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I also think it's it's the beginnings of Sadie and Quest's development of their friendship and mm-hmm. anything else that comes after that. And then Sadie and Jude go to the yacht party together and Tommy kind of gives Jude a bit of a pep talk about how great she's going to be, but doesn't really interact with Sadie. Uh, We see Mason performing, and Sadie doesn't listen to anything Quest said, 
and um, gives Tommy an ultimatum in a very stressful situation. Blows up in her face. Yeah. Like, don't give someone an ultimatum while they're at work trying to make sure a performer sounds good. So he agrees to her ultimatum and they break up. But I feel like had she not done it there, he would have fought for her. Yeah. Uh, and I also feel like, you know, Sadie's not much older than Jude or Jamie. The three of them are just acting very immature. Yeah. Which, which you did at that thing. age, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and that was a, that's a big thing for me rewatching the series is um, reminding myself you know, Sadie's probably only 18 yeah. right now. I mean, we don't see Jude. We don't see Jude turn 19. We see her turn 18. Mm-hmm. So it's reminding myself that these aren't, aren't adults. They're teenagers. They're young adults. They're yeah. not going to be. What I see now as a, actually, I'll be 35 on Sunday, you know, what I see now as a 35-year-old as a stupid idiotic decision, they don't see that as a stupid idiotic decision at 18 and 21. Yeah, and they're, they're teenagers playing in an adult world. Like, yeah, they're all thrust into this grown-up world in different ways. Mm-hmm. So then we go to teenage Jamie, who's once again, encouraging Jude to not do the cover and to just perform whatever song makes her happy. And kind of in the middle of that, he throws in his first I Love You confession, which was just... Ace timing, Jamie can... It just felt like more of a best friend love confession to me. It did. I don't know, it just it didn't sound like a, a declaration of true love. No. So then Jude starts her performance of Stupid Girl on 38 hours of no sleep, but stupidly, excuse the pun, listens to Jamie <laughs> and changes her performance to My Sweet Time. And Darius is so angry and literally pulls the plug on her performance. And that then makes Tommy absolutely livid and Tommy and Jude have an explosive argument and as part of that Tommy lets Jude know that her debut album is not performing well and she really needed to just do this performance like she was told and Tommy really needed it as well. And the episode ends with Tommy walking away and it just says to be continued. I mean, what, <sighs> what a start to the season. Yes. Because we find out that they could, Tommy says something like they could be dropped without so much as a goodbye or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Your, your record sales are in the toilet and she can't get any radio time for her song. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that sets that sets the tone for season two. One, he said some. He also said something like, "Jude, you needed this showcase." And for him to be like, "You needed a showcase," 
Yeah. He's really trying to smooth things over. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think the episode theme was? I said the big theme was maturity or lack of maturity. That's... I had that, and I had a uh, plane by other people's walls. Because yeah. Georgia kind of let them get away with whatever. Where Darius isn't going to let them. Yeah. Yeah, I said maturity or lack thereof. Like, everyone's being stupid. Jude's not playing ball. Sadie's not being mature about Tommy being busy with work. And Jamie's giving Jude terrible, immature advice. And even Jude's parents are acting like kids. They're just arguing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, it's just immaturity, this episode. Yep. Let's get into our likes and dislikes. What were your likes? Um, for my likes, I put My Sweet Time, Tommy, and Twilight. I had the whole new vibe of season two, like the new characters. Yes. Jamie's new look. The little snippet of My Sweet Time that we heard. Um, the new opening credits, which I love. Yes. Love to know how they filmed the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jommy chemistry is still, like, sizzling. Um, that never goes away. I, I feel like it. it's been taken up a notch because they haven't seen each other for so long. Yes! Um, Jude's kind of brown hair. It's not quite brunette, but it's not red either. Not quite red, red. And Jude's red dress. Oh my god, I love that dress. I love that dress so much. Oh your, my god. What were your dislikes? I'm just not a fan. I don't know if it's because I'm such a fan of the original or if it's how Alex sings it. I don't know because I'm such a fan of Alex and I'm such a fan of the original. You would think I would be like, oh my God, but I'm just not a fan of her super gore or stupid gore cover. I love it. See, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not into it. I, I've tried, I mean, I, I'll listen to it when it comes on my playlist, but I'm just like, I, I don't know. And then I put Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I had Sadie being really whiny, like, yeah. at one point in the episode, she tells Quest that she asked Tommy to meet her in Rome. So he did, but she's complaining about how he only spent a brief amount of time there, but he technically did what he met asked. you he met he met you in Rome for a week, <laughs> yeah, and then, um, I disliked how the stage is being set for Tommy suddenly being this womanizer, like yeah, I don't, I don't feel like in season one we we learn about that. But now it's suddenly being set up with, like, the Lisa thing. I mean, they very lightly scratched the surface with it in the beginning of season one. But 
I felt like we got over it, and I feel like now it's back, and it's just so much more amped up. And I know and how I, it develops. Yeah, and I know what comes of it, and I'm like, I hate that. Yeah, I just it just kind of seems a bit out of left field. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I disliked Jude's attitude. Like, mm-hmm. she gets to perform an amazing song, a cover of an amazing yeah. song, for a yacht party. Like, yeah. Uh, you I just dis- came back from an amazing tour. Yeah. I'm sorry that you didn't sleep <laughs> and you're tired, but that's on you. Yeah. Like, you're a, you're a musician, you're a performer. It's an honor that you get to perform a cover of a song. Yeah. I disliked Jamie's terrible advice because there was nothing good about it. Does Jamie ever have good advice? No. I mean, does he ever? In the I, think, I think in season four, he starts having good advice. <laughs> and I disliked Tommy's lack of communication slash everyone's lack of communication in the episode. Yeah, there was very little <laughs> communication in this episode. There was a lot of talking, but very little communication. Yeah. Oh, and I disliked Sadie's bangs, though they were way too long. They really annoyed me. <laughs> yes. I'm like, sorry, how is Laura. that how is that not annoying you as well? Okay. Let's get into a new segment for season two, which we are calling the chemistry cam. So like the chemistry camera, and this is where Sam and I choose one moment from the episode where we thought two people had the most chemistry for the whole episode. And we promise that we're not always going to choose Jude and Tommy. Like, sometimes other people are going to have more chemistry. Yes. But <laughs> what was your chemistry <laughs> cam moment? Mine was when... She greets Tommy after getting off the bus. Same I mean, it's just like, it just jumps off the screen. It's like, damn, I'm back. Yeah, they nearly like butt heads or something. And it's just, yeah. But yes, it will not always be drama, but this time it is. Yeah, I love how we had the exact same moment and we did not discuss this beforehand. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> oh, okay, let's get into our what the fuck moments. You go first. I put Sadie's daydream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was so random. Was that all you had? Yeah, Sadie's daydream. I'm just like, I can't deal with the grayscale. I can't deal with the butterflies and the 50s and all that. Yeah, when we speak to Stephen Stone again, we're going to have to ask him about that weird sequence. Yes, we are. I had a few. Um, Tommy and Jude technically never made up after their fight in the last episode of season one. Like, she found out about him and Sadie, and she kind of said, who do you want? Can you make up your mind? And then we never saw them make up, so... 
We have to assume that it happened off camera. Here's the thing about June and Tommy that they wrote letters over the summer. Oh, I love that idea. But that they at least talked while she was on tour or something. I love the idea that they wrote letters. I never even thought about that. I also had, um, could you really stay awake that long with no sleep? Yeah, I don't think that's possible. Because I'm just like, 38 hours? You know it ended up being more because she didn't just go home and go straight to sleep. Yeah, and in the part two, we know there's more no sleep that comes. Yeah. Um, My other what the fuck, where did Georgia and EJ go? Like, I know that Darius... <sighs> took over G major, but we kind of discussed this at the beginning, but if you're an artist on a label and your publicist is on tour with you, you would have known that. Yeah, you would have known at least something is going down. Yeah. Did Georgia just, like, not go on the tour bus one day or something? (laughs) (laughs) Did Georgia... Yeah, did EJ just, like, fly out and not come back? Oh, EJ, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then... And my last one, why why wasn't Mason's song on the soundtrack? That's true. Yeah. It sounds like a good song, but we've never heard the full thing. Mm. Well, I think in season two, weren't they? Because season two was still all Alex. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Because it was season three and four when they brought in the other artist, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who are your heroes and your villains? Um, Tommy's a hero. And kind of a villain, but he's a hero. Jamie's a villain... Crest is a hero. Yeah. Yeah. I had Tommy as my hero because he's desperately trying to save Jude's career. Yes. Tommy was like number one. And Jamie's my villain because he's just giving terrible, yeah. immature advice. <laughs> yeah. What do we think about the three new characters? So we have Liam, Mason, and Portia. Liam at the moment. Seems like a bit of a dick, but he also just strikes me as like a businessman. Yes. But we already, it's already been established that him and Jude have not hit it off very well yet. Mm hmm. Portia seems like. We know that she was really nice to Jude in season one, but I get the impression that she could be like a troublemaker if she wanted to be. Yeah, see, I have a love-hate, and this is, I'm trying as hard as I can to keep that I'm watching it for the first time, but with Portia, it's really hard, because, like, I have a love-hate relationship with her, because sometimes she's great, and she's, like, says exactly the right thing, is on their side, and this and that, and then we find that what happened in season four and we you know all this shit and this and that and I'm like I hate you 
And in this episode, she's like, oh, I still go by Portia Quincy professionally. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you don't have to say that. You don't got to be that person. Yeah. Uh, and then Mason. What do you think of Mason? We haven't really seen much of him yet. but I love Mason. <laughs> yeah. I wish we'd kind of... We do get a bit more of him as the season goes on. Yes. He seems like a sweet guy. Okay. Yes. Song review for My Sweet Time. I gave it a 9 out of 10. This song, I feel like it just sets the tone for the new season. Yes. It's just a perfect match to the episode. Yep. I gave it a 9. Yeah, I love it. Okay, for pop culture this week, I could not find any pop culture in the episode. All I had Mm -hmm. was the episode title, which is always a song, and No Sleep Till Brooklyn is a song by the Beastie Boys. And then obviously Stupid Girl, the cover song, is a song by Garbage. But otherwise, like, I watched the episode twice, because I thought I'd just missed all of the pop culture. Yeah. I hadn't. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. I was like... When I was rewatching it yesterday, I was like, okay, I get missing some the first time, but am I really? And I watched it when I was watching it yesterday, I was like, huh, there really is no pop culture in this one. Yeah. Weird. Okay, favorite quote. I would like to try and keep this to like one quote an episode, because I feel like in season one, we just ended up going nuts with like five quotes for every episode. Yes. Mine is um I got our backs from out when they're talking out in the alley in front of G Major and he says like I'm looking out for us or something like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. I had most girls would never want to come home, but they'd be wrong because coming home was the sweetest part of all. Oh, that's a good one too. We can have both. We can do two. We can do one each an episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into our hashtag iconic. I said John Machine outside G Major. <laughs> I had just the new characters being introduced. Um, mm-hmm. Liam, Porter, Mason, and even Speederman is becoming more prominent. Yeah. Which I love. I love yeah. Speederman. Uh, I have some thoughts, which we'll get into as the season goes on. I think I love him because he's... Yeah, yeah we'll get into it later on as we... Because <laughs> I so can't far, say... Like, so far he's good. Like, I, li- I like his character. Yeah. He has that, like, surfer vibe going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's spin the wheel for most likely to. Who is most likely to be the last one ready? Portia. Yeah. Or Sadie, because she's... Or Sadie, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can see Sadie taking forever to get ready because she just wants to be perfect. Yeah. Okay, so this is a new thing. We're doing an episode rating at the end of every recap. We were going to do 
number of musical symbols or something else? Or stars, because it's instant star. Stars, I think. Okay, we'll do it stars. How many stars do you give it? How many instant stars eight. do you give it? <laughs> I would give it eight. Okay, so we're giving a maximum of ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. You would give it eight instant stars? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it's not a perfect episode, but I think to kick off season two, it's a really And for everything they wanted to introduce, they did it the right way, and... Yeah. Although it's a series, it kind of feels like it's a new show. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Just the new intro, the new music, like everyone's style has improved. It's just everything about it is new. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, well we agree. Eight instant stars for episode two oh one. That was our recap. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. If you don't follow us on social media yet, We are on Instagram and Twitter, and we also have the episodes up on YouTube if you prefer to listen that way. We will see you next week for season two, episode two, which is also part two of No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Breakdown an Instant Star Rewatch podcast. The Breakdown was produced by me, Chloe, and Neon Network Production. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and listen to all episodes of The Breakdown on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time. <laughs>